It's what happens when you love playing video games so much that you think you can make your own. Then find out that it's really fucking difficult. We're talking about game development. Welcome to Breaking Board. say it's a very exciting day today is actually the mo- one of the most exciting days for and why would you say it's exciting what is exciting about this at all well you you know generally our show since you live in chicago i live in san francisco do it um, remotely yeah we've been doing the show remotely and today we're doing a show live together we're actually sitting next to each other I am looking at you directly <laughs> in your eyeballs as a, we speak. In this. a very scary and freaky way, so stop yeah, doing that. because I haven't showered, so that's <laughs> kind of gross. So, But Dave is visiting uh, me here in San Francisco, and you know, we've also been on a little bit of a hiatus. We haven't been good about, you know, we were on this weekly uh, cadence, right? Yeah, yeah. We, have, we haven't done one of these episodes in like a month, uh, and it's felt weird. Um, I mean, not that our listener base is so huge that everybody's like clamoring for. Actually, episode. everyone's been really <laughs> pissed off. They've been sending us nasty oh, yeah, messages, yeah. and you should definitely, you know, send us more messages because, man, you guys are passionate. Holy shit! <laughs> like, wow. I mean, Facebook's blowing up, like, right? <laughs> um, but we're here today, uh, and you know, I'm I've actually been wanting to do uh, this episode for a little while, uh, you know, and we're talking about game development, so. You know, a couple of months ago, actually five, six months ago, um, I was essentially unemployed and was looking to kind of put some energy into something. And I came across a free game development course by the name of a, uh, a, it was a, it's a indie dev. Uh, his name, uh, I guess, the studio's named Heartbeast that he calls it. Is I think that... it's just, I think it's just him, or just him. And he, <laughs> but, he, but he calls it a studio type deal, and like you know, to make it sound, you sound, you want to sound grander than yourself, so you call it something. And like, I'm Jake Johnson, um, game developer. You know, you don't want to just say that, so you say like, oh, I have a cool name. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so I came across uh, this guy, uh, Heartbeast, that had um, had made kind of a free tutorial. To build kind of a um, a clone of Spelunky without the procedural generation, just a very simple kind of two D platformer, uh, and right. he was doing kind it of, in Game Maker, kind of aping the mechanics. So obviously, our first episode is on Spelunky. So the fact that you know there is kind of Spelunky like, it's like oh, this is kind of exciting. We could you know make something like that, and I, I think it was like it was like Christmas morning or like Christmas yes. Eve, and yeah, you yeah. you sent that invite to me because that was like the on sale thing you're like this is, this is something we have to do like <laughs> we could make games i'm like looking through it i'm like sitting with my family drinking a bloody mary or something i'm like all right well i'll sign up sure whatever well it was well it, it usually costs at least like 20 to 30 dollars and, and for christmas day or christmas eve he made it free right, right. so really there was no reason not to at least sign up even if we didn't do it right just, just have the just opportunity your, to just that. just your time to spend and i actually had a copy of game maker that i got from a humble bundle like a while back and so i had the, i had the pro version 
Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to use this at some point. I'm going to make some kind of game, and then I just get lazy and I don't do it. And well, yeah, life gets in the way. Life get gets busy. in the way. There's yeah. all that. I mean, and so that's actually that, well, I want to take a step back then. So about two years ago, I was unemployed, which seems to be a recurring theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I came across. I'd heard about Game Maker just kind of through the grapevine and various forums and people talking about it. Um, and I came across a guy named Tom Francis that had released a game, and why can't I remember the name now? Gunpoint. Oh, that game's Gunpoint. Yeah. Gunpoint, right? Um, and so he was a he was actually like a gaming journalist, right? And he had always mm-hmm. been interested, kind of like us, in game development. And so he came across Game Maker, and a lot of people, you know, when they come come across Game Maker, it is a bit, you know, compared to traditional, you know, writing code and other engines, it's a bit more approachable, right? Yeah. Um, and so he actually built this game Gunpoint in, uh, by using Game Maker. Um, you know, got some help on the art side, spent three years on it, released it, and it was quite successful. He did very, very it was well. It's a pretty good game, and actually, it was the year <laughs> it was the year prior. Uh, that I was playing Gunpoint. I had bought it on Steam, and so it was at Christmas because I was at my grandparents' house again where I go every year for Christmas. And uh, So the year prior to you sending me the tutorial, I was playing Gunpoint, and I played through it, and I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty damn good game. You, you were telling me it was... or I don't know if I told you or you told me. It was you like, you, you it was told made, me. That it was made in Game Maker, and he was like posting all these... like. I wouldn't do tutorials, but just posted some kind of like development videos about it and how he got pro- started and the whole process. And I thought it was pretty interesting that kind of anybody can, if you have the drive to make something and you you, know, you have that creative uh, uh, energy that you know you want to put towards something, that you can actually do this. Yeah, and so um, I actually at that time came across Tom Francis actually was doing a video series just on YouTube completely for free about how to make a game with no you know, prior game development experience, making your first game, um, which was essentially doing this through Game Maker. And so I actually began that a few years ago. Oh, um, I didn't even start it then. Yeah, I started it then and got and uh, you know I had a pretty good time, but I, I remember hitting a wall. At that point, you know, Tom, it's a very good, by the way, it's a great series. It's completely free. It's on YouTube if you're interested. Uh, you know, take a look at it. Uh, but you basically are building kind of a top-down shooter, but he's teaching you, you know, m- majority of it is through code. Uh, but I remember hitting a wall with kind of some of the physics and collisions and stuff, and I just, you know, I think I got a job, and I stopped, and I, and I never really did it again. You got frustrated, and you're like, hey, I got frustrated. it's not worth it. Well, just that's the know. thing, is if, if you're, if you, as we talk about this this uh, this topic, if you try it, you are going to get frustrated. It's just a matter of fact. Yes, you're going to get absolutely. frustrated. Nothing yeah. goes swimmingly. Yeah, nothing goes swimmingly. This stuff is not easy, um, and so if you want to continue with it, just keep trying. the The internet is an amazing place tons for of resources, tons yeah. of resources for Game Maker and, and Unity, which we'll talk about which, later. I mean, because you you started getting into it that there's this is coding. I mean, you're not there's some like drag and drop functions that you can do within these like applicate like game development applications, but oftentimes. To do any kind of functionality that you want to do, you have to write code, and you never did much code yeah. uh, before. Um, I'm in the world of web dev, uh, so I do web development all the time. Um, so you know, I write JavaScript and 
Um, you know, I'm not like maybe because I'm I'm kind of a designer, but I, I also write code, and I kind of know enough to be dangerous. Um, <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> that's that's like, that's a common thing in the industry. Is like I'm I know enough to be dangerous, and I know enough that I that I can do some things. Sure. Um, I'm not gonna like make development my full time job because uh, it's not something I'm interested in. But um, I that interested in that I want to make it my full time job, plus the web development like workflow it's kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. um but you had never done it before and yeah I'd, so... I'd never done it before and so um so yeah i tried this game maker thing from tom francis um you know enjoyed it kind of hit a wall uh and then you know again as, as dave mentioned on christmas day or christmas eve or whatever it was when when Heartbeast, um you know was doing a game maker tutorial i thought hey maybe it's a good idea to try this again it's free What's the harm? Uh, and so I did, uh, and I ended up completing the course and really enjoying it. And so, um, but let's talk about Game Maker a little bit. And sure, you can you, 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 you can talk about this more than me. And the reason why is because I did uh, <laughs> something. I was doing the tutorial, and then I just I got kind of bored, and I stopped doing it. Um, I don't really know why. I think uh, I, I think I have a problem with learning from video. Um, cause I, I, I'm the type of person, like, I like to be able to read and be able to, like, uh, go through the code. And so if you're looking at a video and then I'm looking at a line of code and I want to deconstruct that code, I can't just, like, go through the document and see that code. I have to, like, find out the place in the video where it might be and uh, go back through it, like, if something went wrong. And, and it was really frustrating for me. And so I'm like... I, I got to find a different way to do this, but uh, I didn't. Um, <laughs> you just didn't. <laughs> I just I, I didn't. I didn't really look for it. There's a reason for that, but let's let's talk about Game Maker a little bit. Yeah. So so Game Maker um, is a you know it's been around for I think for like actually ten or fifteen years, uh, a very long long time. Yeah, it's been through a lot of iterations. I think it went through like up through Game Maker eight, and then. They went to just kind of make Game, game, game Maker Studio, yeah. right? And now they're on Game Maker Studio Two, which actually the tutorial that we did on at uh, the Heartbeast tutorial was actually on Game Maker Studio One, right? Um, so we weren't on the latest and greatest. Um, game Maker Studio Two just came out though, and it's supposed to be really awesome. But anyways, the whole idea is that um, their Game Maker makes things a bit more accessible with a couple of different kind of types of data that I think are easy for people to understand, right? For example, if you want, and by the way, before I should, before we get get going even further, I think Game Maker is really, really good and was designed to do 2D. It can do 3D, okay, but it's really, yeah, I've seen some like, you know, first person, like very simple, like first person, like dungeon crawler type tutorials mm. okay. um, that you can do, but I really think Game Maker is awesome for 2D. Most of the <clears> successful <throat> games that have been built are for 2D, so just keep that in mind. Um, but if you're building a 2D game, for example, let's say you have a character, right? And that character, um, you have a sprite for that character, and then you also have an object uh, for that character. So those are two types of data point or two types of data that you can kind of link together. Link together. The sprite belongs to this object. Yeah, the sprite belongs to an object. Uh, and then you have the note. You know, there's a bunch of different other things. But then you have the notion of a room, which I can think of as a level, for example, right? Right. Where you can kind of, you know, take certain objects and place those objects in the room in kind of a drag and drop interface to kind of create your your level, your play space. 
Uh, but but really, one of the cool things about Game Maker, and I think this is why a lot of people kind of get started with it, is that there's a lot of drag and drop kind of functionality you can do. Right, because it, it's it's made for just creating games. I mean, obviously, it's called Game Maker, uh, so they know what the what the end goal is going to be, and so all of the tooling is kind of. Um, centered around that and and it's you know mainly made to be 2d games and it's kind of just all all the tooling is based around that and so i mean it's if you want to be like super super creative i'm sure game maker can be limiting but for a lot of like a lot of 2d projects i'm sure it's 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 perfectly fine uh to to make games and i'm sure people have their reasons i know you went to like a, a game conference somewhere and you mentioned someone you were learning game maker yeah. and they like they kind of shit they kind of shit on me and laughed I was just in your like, face <laughs> well the thing is is that the guy also was i mean I, it would be one thing if this was like you know jonathan blow or some guy who makes call of duty or like somebody that's like a prolific kind of game designer and developer this is just some random dude who's like building his own projects and other app, apps i think in unity actually and kind of shit on me but like if you look at a lot of the cool, really great indie games that have come out in the last five years, a decent number of them use Game Maker, right? Yeah, you would, you wouldn't. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter, Hyperlight Drifter, Hotline Miami, um, and there's Gunpoint. Gunpoint. There's, there's a whole bunch of other ones that I, that I can't. We're not. We're not looking at a list right now. Um, but the thing is, it's do it's it's doable, right? And these are great games, and so. Uh, you know, I think Game Maker is is very capable, especially for people like us who are first time kind of game developers or designers, just trying to understand and, and learn. Um, but but going back to what Game Maker can do, I mean, the one of the nice things, and I think something I played around with first is that um, you can set up various kind of interactions or events um, using a drag and drop interface, right, to get started. Right. So, example. Let's say, as Dave was saying, you have an object which you link to a sprite. Let's say that's your character. Uh, And you want to just say, okay, well, when somebody presses the right arrow key on my keyboard, uh, I want my character to move to the right. You know, you can set that up in a drag-and-drop interface that's fairly easy to understand, right? Uh, And so that's I think, is appealing to a lot of people. Right. Now, you don't have, like, a ton of control over, right. over over that movement, but if if all you need to do is move right, I'm sure that'll do the job just fine. Right. Um, but most of these courses, you know, for for obvious reasons, um, doing things in code is a is there's a lot more flexibility. There's a lot more control over what you can do. So if you you know if you get interested in, and you want to look at the Tom Francis tutorial for Game Maker or even Heartbeast tutorial, um, I would say it's you know 95 percent code. Right. Um, and it's, Game Maker. Right. They don't do the, oh, click on the move right function. It's <laughs> make a script. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then here we're going to script it. Um, and, and, and speaking of that, so the, the scripting in Game Maker uses um, a language called GML, which I think stands for Game Maker Language. Which I will say is very similar to JavaScript. Um, and yeah, and, and it's. Uh, and so most of these tutorials will have using GML. I will say, though, that. These guys, you know, Heartbeats and Tom Francis, they do a really good job, I think, of kind of making this, uh, making it somewhat easy to understand. I think the languages in general are very readable, right? If you were to go to some, you know, C or something like that, it might be a bit harder to follow. Now, now, along. now I'm, I'm going to qualify that a little, or qualify, <laughs> qualify that a little bit because <laughs> the code is as readable as you want it to be, uh, and this goes with regular any other kind of development. 
Um, you know, you can make your variables human readable. You can make your objects human readable. Um, but there are a lot of developers that kind of pride themselves on efficiency. And so they don't, they kind of make them uh, robot readable. Uh, and so if you actually go in, uh, I knew this guy that I used to work with and he was very good at JavaScript. And he would go and if you tr if I tried to read his code, I didn't know what the fuck he was talking <laughs> about. Um, and that's not due to lack of understanding, is because the guy thinks like a machine, and he's gonna write a machine-like code. Um, it's not like variable equals uh, box. Uh, it would be. Uh, var equals a one or or, so, or a or, and and just kind of it, it would just be very abstracted. Um, so yeah, I, I think for us we would make it more human readable. So it's it's less efficiency, but when it goes to runtime because you have longer variables. But these are you know you're picking nits at this point. So um, anyway. <laughs> um. So, anyways, you know, you'll, you'll, I, but I think that Heartbeast and Tom Brandis do a fairly good job of kind of walking you through the code. There are things that I got, did get, you know, lost on. Um, there are good communities to kind of learn this stuff, but I think for the most part, you know, they walk you through it so you can understand what the code is doing. Um, and so I just want to talk about, you know, we've talked about game development and, you know, kind of in, in our intro, just how kind of difficult, simple things can be. Uh, and so when you're building a game or sorry, when you're playing a game, you know, as, as gamers, I think that we take things for granted, right? We, Oh, you absolutely do. <laughs> we take things for granted um, because we've been playing games for 30 plus years. We've been playing, you know, everything from Atari back in the day to the really, really complex shit. 3D amazing open world games that we're playing now, and in Game Maker, we're we were learning in this Heartbeat tutorial how to basically build a incredibly simple 2D platformer, a game that you could probably make on the NES, yes, like original, yes, um, and you know, kind of struggling through it, uh, you know, let alone you know making something like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which right, obviously right. which is, you know something crazy that takes hundreds of people to do and. Um, you know, with co hugely complex systems. Um, but obviously for two people, you know, we're not going to create something to that extent. Um, but yeah, you, you, you learn, it's a very humbling experience to get in and try to make something work. And I think you were kind of humbled because, you know, you like to shit on, you know, the efforts of some developers. You're like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why they did this. Or this doesn't make any sense. Or da, 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 da. And you can start to realize, oh, wait a minute, this is really, really hard. Yeah, really, really hard. And again, you know, I was building a, a Spelunky clone without the procedural generation. So basically a simple 2D platformer in a, in a Mario style, if, if you will. Essentially. Um, and you're thinking about, you're, you're having to get down, and this is a thing that I think, this is this kind of stuff that I think, you know, as a player you don't think about is, Hey, if I'm building a 2D platform, how do I actually write code that handles gravity? How do I make it such that when I press the uh, the up button, my character kind of jumps and then hits the ground and actually stays on the ground, right? Right, right. You, you start to think, you're like, well, gravity is a given. If yeah, I, it's if just I, a given. If, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I go up, I'm going to come down. Well, no, it doesn't really work that way because you might have a game that doesn't have gravity. So you have to build the gravity in. Now, there might be some hooks in something like GameMaker that gives you yeah. some kind of like gravity functions and things. But as you get more complex, you know, those things don't actually exist. And then you're like, okay, well, uh, I'll have gravity move down at certain speeds. It's like, okay, now my character's moving down. 
down and now he goes through the floor. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> because it doesn't have proper collision. And so you have to kind of write that collision. Um, if you want to, I'm sure there's more hooks for things for collision. Uh, I know uh, Game Maker does, and but you, you can write that in. And so like, I know the Heartbeats tutorial has some like complex code for creating a collision. Yeah, um, it, it creates the collision, the gravity. Basically, you write that all in code. And it's, it's yeah, it's not easy. And so it is, as you said, it's a very humbling experience, especially when you consider that, you know, 30 years ago or whatever it was, we were playing Super Mario Bros. in the NES. I mean, who, it must have been insanely hard to build that game back then. But even building that game now, if you were to write everything from scratch, would be real. I think would be, for me, at least for me, would be really fucking hard. From scratch, yeah. <laughs> um, using some of the game development tools we have, you know, it could make a Mario game. I don't, I don't think that would be too difficult overall. Um, well, it depends on it's again if we if we were writing if we if we if we were gonna do the gravity and the collisions and write that code like we did for the heartbeat stuff or like I did for the heartbeat tutorial, at least for me it wouldn't be easy. It'd be it'd be challenging. That's a bit um, challenging. And so yeah, and so these things are you know these are the things that we take for granted, right? Like you know moving my character to the right or gravity or handling a collision. What happens when my player kind of touches a certain object? And so those are all things. Um, things you have to think of yeah and when you think of all the complexity when you start layering it on you understand where bugs come from right um and that if something you know moves through a wall or you know, so you have, you have to you know keep all these things in mind all these things that could possibly go wrong all the things that interact with one each, each other uh and you have to account for all of those those scenarios because anything that can happen will happen um and so you have to make like your your systems kind of airtight uh, so that you know what's going to happen when something happens. Right. And I think the, the one I will say nice thing, you know, and we'll, we'll get, we're going to talk about Unity as well, which is a super popular, um, you know, game development, uh, game, game dev software. Um, but Game Maker, the one thing that's good about it is that, you know, I think when you, if you were to learn how to code outside of Game Maker, um, you know, certain languages have pretty kind of, and, and Dave can probably articulate this better than I can, but they have pretty stringent kind of parameters about how you write the code, about how you access certain objects. Um, and this are, is some, are you referring to just general syntax? Well, or? general syntax, but also like, you know, for example, in... in the methods and the processes. The, the methods and, and also being able to like, for example, in Unity, and we'll talk about this, but like, oh, I need to set my variables public. Or I need to set this as public or Which access that, this object, but I don't in Game Maker I can if I have an object, I can well, access that, it from anywhere without really thinking right, about it. Right. And that has everything to do with the game language. Yes. Um and also that's a little bit about the uh that Unity gets a little opinionated. Um because there is a JavaScript esque kind of language for Unity as well. But you still have to declare a variable as a as a boolean or declare a variable as sure, a, as, as a whatever sure. because in JavaScript you wouldn't have to do that you would just go bar equals whatever whatever and it just knows what it is right based on what you based input. on based, yeah. right if you put in a string it's a string if you yeah. put in a bool it's a bool um, <clears throat> and so yeah and so I think I think though that game maker but these are the kind of things you have to think about right and so as a as a player you you know as all we all do we, previously we didn't think about these things uh, and so it is it is as Dave said very humbling. But it's it can be a lot of fun oh, with yeah. with plenty of frustration. <laughs> Which I, I, so I was I was kind of excited when you would contact me and say something like, 
I just did this, and this is amazing that I that I that I created this kind of piece of functionality. And I'm like, yes, he's like, he's getting kind of like creatively fulfilled. Or he knows that kind of joy that I have felt, you know, when I develop something, uh, doing my web development stuff. <laughs> By the way, these are like really simple things right, that I ping you about. They're, like, they're, oh my god, my character doesn't go through the wall, dude, dude, <laughs> dude. It's so simple, but you know, I, I've worked in marketing and stuff, and um, I, I remember I did I did this we did this thing for like Iron Man. Uh, it was like this Iron Man kind of experience, and I and I did this whole thing where I took the assets that were, that were given, and I created this like Iron Man animation where he was like holding out his hand, and it was rotating like the the energy beam, and it looked like super cool, and I felt like amazing uh, for doing that. And if I look at it now, I'm like, this is basic as shit, but <laughs> but it was super cool to do, and and these are the kinds of things that you see, you know, when you create something interactive, and you create something that you know you. You kind of built yourself by hand and it could be simple and you could look back on it and be like okay that, that was nothing but at the time it's very empowering and, and you feel that and it, it it's 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 an addictive feeling i think yeah it is and and uh i think that's what makes it a lot of fun and also what makes game development and obviously i'm curious about your opinion about this dave but compared to you know web development and mobile development I think game development is also fun because as you start to build things, you can start to make really small changes, hit hit the play button in Game Maker, and then you get to actually experience it and see your change very, very quickly. Right. Uh, and so I think that also creates this sense of kind of fun and discovery and also fulfillment. And, you know, because you can... You some can things play, you can do you really can quick. You can literally play with it. You can yeah. interact with it. Um, and I think compared to some other types of development, right, if... And, and it's not to say that you can't do that as, as well in JavaScript or in web development, right? You can make some changes and see what those look like. But it, but these are games. And so I think that in, that um, inherently kind of makes this process a bit more fun. Right, because it's something you love, Yeah. right? You, you love to play games because you play games since you were – or we played games since we were like six years old. Um, and so, yeah, it's exciting to be able to, to, to make these things even though we kind of suck at it right now. Uh, you know, I think we know what makes a good game and we know the quality bar that we want to be able to achieve. Um, and, and trying to get there is kind of, it's frustrating and it's fun. Um, but it's, it's, it's something that's worthwhile because you know, you, you believe in it. Yeah. And so, uh, so, so I finished this game maker, you know, the heartbeats tutorial learned quite a bit. Then I ended up kind of making... You know, taking that game and making modifications that weren't in the course. Like, I added, like, my character had, like, a shotgun, and you could shoot, and it was kind of broken, yeah. but it was still kind of fun. Uh, and, and then I was, you know, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine uh, who's kind of been producing games for a little while, an old, an old kind of colleague of mine. And I showed him Game Maker, and he was like, dude, this is great. This is really cool. And actually looking at the code, he's like, I think you should actually start to learn Unity. Uh, because, you know, Unity, you know, I know you're looking for a job right now. Uh, and he said, you know, Unity is very, uh, it's it's kind of the, the hotness right now in terms of game development. Because right, you're never going to go to like a game studio or something and then use Game Maker. Like they're, yeah, they're, it's not going to happen. That's never going to be part of their tooling process. But Unity very well could be. Yeah, and so a lot of, um, you know, Unity has been around for, geez, I would at least say 10 plus years as well. I remember they were, they were, it's been around for a long time. They, they were initially like focused on like 
I remember playing Unity games on like Shockwave.com. That was it was like right. a plugin, and they were like doing and, three. And they still have that. They still games. have that plugin, but it's kind of matured as a as a, as, a, as a game engine. Yeah, and and so a lot of big mobile games are made uh, using Unity. You know, things like Super Mario Run, I think, was built in Unity. Um, uh, Lara, Croft, Lara Croft Go, Deus Ex Go, all the Go games were built in Unity. Yeah. Um, and but but you know I, I think a lot of people thought maybe it was a at least a couple of years ago I didn't really consider it a console or a PC um, a good platform for console or PC but a lot of also popular console and PC games oh, yeah. inside um, Firewatch I was going to uh, mention Firewatch yeah. a lot of really really big um, console and PC games also made in Unity because you can build in Unity and then you can kind of um, export for various different platforms with you know you'll obviously need to do optimization but we're not going to worry about that sure um and so yeah so so my friend was like hey you should really learn unity i think this is something you know it'll be good for you to learn it'll be maybe it'll be valuable to you as you interview with game companies to say hey this is a skill that i've picked up along the way right so you're like I understand game development. Right, I understand. I've worked game in de- Unity. I've here's something I built. You can play it right now. Right, um, <clears throat> and and so yeah, and then so I was kind of looking around and I saw a Udemy course by um, the, by um, this this gentleman named Ben Tristam, who I think uh, resides in the UK, and uh, he I think his course was generally it was like 150 bucks, but for whatever reason Udemy was doing a huge sale and it was like ten dollars, and I was like okay. Again, it's so cheap. I have no right, reason why, not why, to pick why, this up. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, and you started doing the Unity course, and I, I was working on the Game Maker course at the time, and so you're <laughs> like, dude, I'm picking up Unity, and I'm going to do this. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm fucking I'm working on this. <laughs> like, now, do I do I continue doing this? And then, and then like, then I got to move to Unity? Or, you know, do I just move to Unity now? Uh, and try to learn that. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up uh, Unity, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start learning that. And then you're like, did you finish the game maker course? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm on Unity now. You're like, what? <laughs> you didn't even finish? Like, <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to like waste time. So I'm like, I already know some coding and things like that. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just gonna switch. And yeah, I'm just gonna see what happens. And so this course is about, and actually, to be honest, I've, I haven't even finished it. Um, but it's about... It's a huge, it's, huge course. It's huge. I mean, the Harpies tutorial also... The Harpies course, don't get me wrong, at least... I'm assume it's at least like 15 hours of video content. That could sure. be completely wrong. I don't know. Um, and this is like 50 or 60 hours. It's very long. Uh, it's very, very comprehensive. You, in this course, go through kind of building, I think, seven or eight different games. Everything from first just using the console... That basically build a game just that's just purely text to understand how Unity works, how C Sharp, the you know one of the languages in Unity works, all the way to you know building a you know two D pseudo three D kind of twin stick shooter, mm-hmm. um, and so it's very comprehensive. It's it's you know these each game is I think anywhere from you know thirty to fifty you know courses or kind of lectures, excuse me, that are anywhere from twenty to forty minutes each. Uh, and so it's extremely comprehensive. It's a great way to learn. I think that these guys do a good job of um, breaking things out and, and making things kind of easy to understand. But, you know, it is very, very challenging. And it's been, again, humbling. The, again, the nice thing is that uh, on Udemy, there's a very kind of active community around this course. And this is one of the most popular courses, I think. But it's a very active community 
Um, so you can always ask questions. And there's also, you know, for both Unity and Game Maker, there's very, very active communities. Um, I think I read that that course is actually, it was actually a Kickstarter. Yeah, I think it was a Kickstarter. And yeah, then, yeah. And then they just kept supporting it and put it on Udemy so that people could keep accessing it you know, once Kickstarter ended. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so, so yeah, so I ended up moving to Unity. Again, this course was $10, which was awesome. And one of the things I actually liked that we didn't talk, uh, one of the things I like about Unity that I did not like about Game Maker is that for the version of Game Maker we were using, mm. which at the time was the latest and greatest, Game Maker Studio, um, it was Windows only. The Mac Windows version only. was like on Game Maker Eight or something like, which was a couple of years old at least. Right. And they, they kind of stopped developing any kind of Mac product whatsoever. Um, and, and so we had to boot into Windows. We're boot into Windows because we're very much Mac people. Uh, we could get into the whole how we're Mac people or not. <laughs> or not. Well, we could kind of. We could talk kind of because because you love Macs, but you were not always oh, a Mac I knew, person. I know you were going to bring this up. You so. were a PC stalwart, man. You would not even give Mac a chance. This is like, like a huge. This, this is years this is like when we were ago. like thirteen and fourteen. This is like in the nineties, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And well, yeah. back in the day, we you know PC gaming was. As it is now, but back in the day, I we, I think you and I were both into PC and Mac gaming like much bigger than we are into PC gaming now. Oh, right? I, oh, oh, absolutely. And uh, you know, if you were a Mac, if you were a Mac user back then, it was kind of you could be a gamer, but it, it was, was hard to be was, a gamer. It was it was it was hard times. Um, <laughs> I think we've we've alluded to it in other episodes that you know we have not um, that. We, we we talked about the whole Mac experience that I had. Kind of yeah, we did. Yeah. It was, it, it's a little bit rough being a Mac gamer. We didn't get all the great games, but you kind of made do with what you had. And I didn't always have the greatest computer, but I stuck with it because I loved it. And I would spend, I would download an 80 meg file and have it go all night because it was on 28.8 <laughs> modem. I hope that the connection didn't get disconnected. Um you know, just just general shit like that, and you're like, Mac gaming sucks. Uh, Mac suck. Yes. PC is all the way. Um, well, I think at that time, you know, PCs, yeah, were... which is fair because that was like Mac OS X or Mac OS eight, uh, Mac OS nine. Uh, not great operating systems. I mean, they were fine. Uh, I still feel I still felt they were way better than Windows. Um, but there were better games on PC. Um, I, it just wasn't my world. And, uh, yeah, but... But then, in the early 2000s, OS X came out. And I remember, you know, I had, like, this compact machine that was, like, six years old, a laptop. And, like, the hinge was broken. So I remember being in my apartment in Denver, and it would just sit against... I had to sit it up against, like, the wall, or it would just fall (laughs) over and close and go to sleep. And so I was like, okay, it's time to buy a new machine. And Macs were the hotness right now. Well, because I remember the, the, the first time that you said that you love Macs was... You went to the library at Purdue. Oh yeah, and yeah, they yeah, had yeah. iMacs there, and you were just like, "Oh my god, OS X is amazing." Well, I think the, also the machine was like the, it was that kind of machine, and then, now we're talking just about Windows and Mac machines. So right. who, fuck game dev, right? right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but you had this like sweet machine that was like this like big circular base, and it had this like. The screen just popping right out. You know what I'm okay, talking about? Yeah, I think yeah, it was like yeah, an iMac yeah. G3, and it, it, was, was, it was after the candy colored iMacs. It was the uh, the all in one unit that had the the circular base with the arm. That came yeah, yeah. The telescope. And uh, OS 10 was the shit. It was a beautiful machine. But anyways, you know, then I then I uh, my my, my six year old compact broke, and I was like, it's time for a new machine. And I saw an iBook G4 at the Apple Store in Denver, and I was like, holy shit, this thing is gorgeous. And OS 10 is like 
sexy. And at that point, I wasn't really into gaming as much. Right, PC, right. PC, console, Mac gaming. Mainly. I was, yeah, mainly console. So I said, fuck it. Let me just get a Mac. And so I've been a Mac user ever since. Um, and now you're like the biggest like Apple advocate in the world. In the world? No. no, no. <laughs> you, you have everything Apple. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I love, I think they're great products. But anyways, back to what okay, we were talking okay, about. Let's go back, back to, to game it. development. So, basically, we both use Macs. And so when we had to use, or when we had to use GameMaker, we'd have to boot into Windows. Um, and booting into Windows is not fun. Um, I have to use Windows for my job sometimes. Uh, I don't enjoy it. Um, it's gotten better. OS, or Windows 10 is better. I think, but overall, I'm I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, and so that um, was frustrating because we would, you know, sometimes you'd want to just get shit going and start working on some code. You'd be like, shit, I gotta boot into gotta Windows, Windows go um, and then I'm in Windows, and then I'm like doing some shit, and I'm struggling with Windows 10, and then I gotta go back and do something on OS. Or, or you want to use iMessage? To like yeah, you want to use iMessage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, they have it on the Mac, and so you don't have it on Windows, and you're like, well, shit, now I gotta boot back into OS X. Process that I don't want to deal with, um, and so this is actually for you, especially. I think for me, like I was able to get through it. And I didn't. It was just it was tough. But I think for you, it was kind of a deterrent, a really a deterrent for making you want to actually like move forward. With right to really sit down and do it. That I'd have to kind of go through that process, and I didn't want to. I'd get home from work because I, you know, I'm not unemployed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I go home from work. I'm like, the last thing I want to do is boot up into Windows. Um, so. When we moved to Unity, we're like, okay, well, you can do the whole development process on a Mac. Um, and uh, Ben's and Ben Tristram's course is actually when he shows the video and when he's going through stuff, going it's all on a Mac. Mac. Um, you can do it in Windows if you like, uh, but you can do it. The Windows program's pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, pretty much exactly the same. I think, except maybe you're all using Mono Develop, but anyways. Um, yeah, instead of like some like Visual Studio. Or yeah, but, uh, but yeah, Visual Studio works. So you were, I think, that's also I think a major reason why you went, you want to do Unity too, because you're like, yes, I can do this in OS 10. I can do this on right, my Mac. I, I can I can have my window open. I can I can be doing other things on my on my Mac side of things, and then I can I can just switch over into Unity whenever I feel like working on it, um, and I don't have to boot out and you know reopen the projects and mm-hmm. do all that. So. Uh, yeah, that was that was a huge advantage. And so we, I moved over to Unity. Um, started going through this course. You know, to be honest, r- early on, because you you know you you learn one thing, and which in this case for me was Game Maker. Then you go to something new, and you're like, and, you know, people inherently don't like change, and I didn't like no. the change, and I was yeah. like, this fucking sucks. I was <laughs> like, I'm not enjoying this. I gotta, I'm, I'm setting, you know, a public variable, or I have to if I want to access. You know, this other object from this, you know, an object that I'm, let's say if I want to, you know, on my player object, I want to access the ball object. I actually have to write code to be able to access that, um, which I didn't have to do in Game Maker. And the, and the, it's just, it was, certain things would, the processes were different. It's Uh, very different and you're, you're using C Sharp. um, And I think, which is, I think, it's still, I mean, to be honest, it's, it's, I, I think it's, not too hard to learn after it's similar Game Maker. still doing scripting but it's but it's you know it was tough and so like my first i think couple of weeks on this course i was like oh i don't think i'm gonna stick with this because mm-hmm. unity is just not for me game maker is just really easy to get into i understand gml but for whatever reason you know i was unemployed as i still am yeah. and i was like fuck it I, I need to pour some energy into something and so i did you know a couple of these courses 
uh, you know, text-based game, simple. Uh, I can't even remember now what I built. Like an Arkanoid-style game, and then oh, I yeah, saw. Like I, I start. I, I started to kind of see the beauty of Unity, which is there are a lot of things. For example, you know, physics and collisions, which are fairly easy, and I think easier than Game Maker to understand and set up. Right. For example, there's the sense of. Um, not that you can't do this in Game Maker. Maybe I didn't. I just in Heart Pieces tutorial, I didn't learn how to use you know Game Maker's built-in gravity or built-in kind of collisions sure, for sure, platformers. Sure. You know, I could build a platformer uh, in Unity in ten minutes, and the gravity would just work, right? And the collision right. on the platform would just work. I didn't have to think about it. Right. Uh, and so that once I was able to do those kind of things, or for example, in this Arkanoid game, you know, shoot a ball and then have the ball actually bounce off with kind of the physics that you would expect, um, that was really fulfilling and really cool to see, wow, this is pretty sure. powerful. Um, so I stuck with it, and I've been kind of doing it ever since. Yeah. Uh, and now we're trying to build a game together. And you've been kind of doing... You've been also doing Unity, but you've taken a slightly different route with Unity. I took a different approach, and I think I mentioned earlier that I have a hard time learning from video and that whole uh, Unity course that you were going through, which you know I also have access to. Um, and I and I actually I signed up for a different course and I and I don't remember who did it and 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 it seemed fine it, it was it was it was it was all right but I kept I kept running into problems with the whole the whole video thing again and I'm like I think I need to find some tutorials that are kind of just text based and so I found some random tutorials that were text based started going through those and then I discovered a thing called. Um, what is it called Play again? Maker. Playmaker. So there's a there's a tool not to be confused with Game Maker. <laughs> not, to, not to be confused with Game Maker. It's a, a thing called Playmaker, and it's 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 for Unity. Uh, it's kind of a plugin, and you use it on a per project basis. Uh, and essentially, what it does is it gives you the ability to set up state machines um, to to run certain pieces of code uh, in your project. And so I found uh, it was kind of a more way of like visual scripting rather than rather than doing the coding. So I thought maybe this might, since you had been working on you know your projects for a while and I was just getting started, I'm like, well, how do I get ramped up? Maybe a little bit quicker. How can I learn some of you know Unity's APIs? Maybe a little bit faster. You know, make it a little bit more visual. Um, and then I can I can kind of work through this kind of abstracted process of building a game and then as i learn more then i'll probably want to uh code it and this this, this is happens with everything that i've done actually mm -hmm. um when it came to web development i started using more visual tools and then until it became limiting and then i then i got down and dirty with the code um and that happens pretty much with any tool that I use. Is that I, I go from a visual, so I so I learn it. I learn it visually, and then I then I understand it, and then I and then I can go to code it. Um, so like a lot of coding now, I, I don't need that kind of visual element. But with this, since I don't really understand all of the methods that happen in Unity, I'm like, well, how can I maybe get ramped up a little bit quicker? <laughs> At least so I kind of like understand it visually, and then I can understand underlying code. But I, I also found that. If you're using Playmaker and you're using these visual state machines, which state machines are basically like, if this or when this happens and it finishes, do this. Or if it happened, this happens, wait two seconds, then do this. And it kind of goes through this kind, these kind of states um, or steps, maybe even right. Like yeah, kind of like kind of step based, I guess. <laughs> um, and so I, I would do that with. Um, it's like if I press this button, do this. Right. So this is like a kind of like a visual tool that allows you to just kind of 
not worry about code and just kind of really think about kind of the actions and the logics, sorry, the logic, excuse me, um, and allow you to just kind of build out kind of what you want to achieve, right? Right. And it's not really drag and drop. It's still, you have to still set up variables and do all the kinds of things that you have to do uh, (coughs) uh, with, with, you're right there? Yeah. Okay. So you you still have to kind of set things up uh, the Unity way. Uh, but it gives you a little bit some shortcuts, um, and you can still inter- you can still do it with regular scripting. You can still uh, you know write your own scripts and do, do 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 the things you would normally do. But it can it can give you it can give you some shortcuts. Um, and so I, I started learning that, and I created like a little prototype of this. Little, I had this idea for a game, and I wanted to kind of you know, validate it and prototype it. And within like two days, I created this uh, little prototype of this game. It's, not fun, but it <laughs> but it works. Well, that's well, that's actually the what you need to do in game development, right? I think we have all a bunch of different ideas, and this allowed you to prototype something very quickly, and you played it, and you have a sense of whether it's something you may want to or may not want to continue with, right? Right, and I think it's given me <clears throat> other ideas. Right. Like, okay, how can I make this fun? Like, the initial idea, I had this thing with this thing that spins and it has like a and you bat a ball around and maybe it may turn into like this competitive type of not really a rocket league but like you an know, action but sports game an right? action sports game type <clears throat> of deal and and i found out that like because of the way the physics worked it was like way too random there was like no skill element i'm like i don't know how you could even turn this into a skill um, <laughs> but you found that out i found that by out building the prototype right and so i'm like okay well how can i tweak this concept maybe to make it an actual game and, and maybe that'll happen maybe it won't uh that's something that's on the on the docket for some other some other day but yeah it was it was interesting um i was able to do that and i'm going to continue I think right now I'm kind of working more on the art side of things um, with this game we're making um, because that's also part of my skill set. So um, while you continue on the on the code side, I'll, I'll eventually meet you. Which is, kind, which is kind of funny, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it is like, kind I, of funny. I, here, by the way, I want to mention something. I have always been that person who was like, I will never, and I've tried before to kind of like look at code or like try to learn bits and pieces. I'm like. I am the one person who is the business guy in all of my jobs, and I will never be able to learn how to code. It's just something I can't do, and it's something that's way over my head, and I'm stupid, and I can't do it. Right. And I figured it out. So if anyone has any doubt... I've seen I, him do it. He's actually coding. Ladies and gentlemen, he is <laughs> he's doing it. Um, and I'm impressed. I, I, I really am. I don't think I let you know that enough. I think you think... I, I think you... I think you th- think that i'm like just like whatever well because but, i because i get again like you know i build really small things and i send dave i'll send i'll like record some video or i'll send dave like oh check this out what's this thing i did and he's like yeah cool i guess yeah, cool. <laughs> works man Great. and i'm like oh my god this is so cool i can shoot Dude, a i'm never gonna feel what you feel because you haven't but it, but i'm but i'm also happy for you that you feel that way because i know that feeling and, it, and it's great and i think it's awesome um, I think for, I thought for a very long time you needed to kind of get some kind of creative outlet. I don't think you got that in your work. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel that you got that. I don't feel you were able to kind of express anything within like, because I, I know I always have that, you know, kind of creative energy. I have to, I have to create something and build something. And I know that I know the joy that comes from that. Well, then you're in the right field, right? <laughs> I am in the, well, I'm in the right that's field. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> Um, but even if you don't do that for a living, and I'm not for a living, I'm not always building the things I want to build. 
I'm building something because the business I work for wants to build it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not always, you know, so fulfilled, but, you know, with something like this, you know, if we build what we want, I can be a little bit more fulfilled in the things that I create. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of get a taste of that and, and, yeah, I think it's 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 been a lot of fun. Again, very very frustrating. I mean, even two days ago, since you're here in San Francisco, we went to a, a coffee shop since we're mm-hmm. kind of local and, and just started to work on a couple of things. You know, you were working on some character art stuff and modeling, and working I was on working on rigging and animation. What was I working on? I can't even remember. Uh, some kind of functionality. I don't know. Some kind of functionality. <laughs> Way to get specific. <laughs> uh, something with following a bullet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was basically trying to make it so like I could zoom the camera, and I and I did it. I spent like two hours, and I didn't accomplish anything. Like I could not figure it out. I got something working, but it was just awful and terrible. Yeah. So we're still not great uh, at at this whole thing. We're we're going. We're still going through the process, um, but it is something we're doing. And but I think we have a working prototype that you know. I think has some enjoyment to it and is can be Absolutely. fun and we have to now has, figure out okay how can we has definite potential yeah it has potential and and yeah and so I you know I went through the this course and I got like 50% of the way through I basically finished like all the 2D games which were you know the text based stuff Arkanoid, a game called Glitch Garden, which was basically like a Plants vs. Zombies club, right, right, which right. Teaches, you, teaches you a lot. Um, which a lot of functionality there. Uh, in It's just like, you sent me the game. Like, the extra game that comes out of it is terrible. <laughs> like, objectively from a game perspective, but if you look at the actual code and, like, all the things that it's doing and all the systems that are set up, you could still create a good game out of that. Yes. Um, but it's not actually set up to be a good game. I'm like, it, it's garbage. But it's <laughs> well. I also think that that was partly my bad because some of the tuning and the way that I did, like you know, I got to a point which I think this also, as you're going through the course, this might be fun for you. You'll start to discover, you know, you'll you'll go through the course and they'll kind of walk you through a certain way to build something, but they'll also have you pause the video and give you a challenge to like, hey, now that you've learned some of these things with the past yeah, course, can why, you do this why, yourself? Why don't you build this? And so then I'll pause the video and I'm like, okay. And then I end up doing it and I do it a different way that works. It's just not the same way that they built it. And sure, that's sure, actually sure. really fulfilling because you're like, wait, I can actually do this on my own. Right. Um, that's another thing with coding is that there's always a million ways to do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, there's a million ways. Now, some programmers will tell you there's always a best way. And I will tell you that another programmer will say they have the best way. And they're both probably right, um, but they might not agree with one another. Uh, that's just the way kind of coding goes, and then you get into egos of programmers. And as we were watching uh, Silicon Valley last night, you deal with like, somebody like Dinesh and I forget the other character, Gilfoil, uh, Gilfoil, who like um, hate each other and trying to right, one up right, each other. Right, who's the best one. developer? And 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 that is a very kind of real relationship with that kind of like back end programmers that I've seen. So, uh, yeah. Uh, um, and so I so I got to basically where we are today is I got to through like 50% of the course, got through the 2D stuff, and then I was just like, okay, I can go on to 3D, which I think the next the, the next kind of course is like a, you know, simple 3D bowling game. Okay. Which is which is would be great to learn or I can kind of now take what I've learned and try to build something of a- my own. Apply it to um, because I think I, I think a prototype, if, which, a prototype which, you, which you've done. Which I've done, which is 2D um, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's ex- extremely frustrating. Um, as we mentioned, but this is kind of what we're doing now um, as time permits and 
Um, it's going to take a long time. It's going to uh, take a long time. There's a reason why some of these games take two to three years to build because they're they're incredibly complex. There's a lot that goes on. And even when you build all the systems, there's still general game design to think about. Right. And so we started thinking, we're like, okay, well, we have this great concept. Now we have to build the game design around it. Um, it which, which, is is, whole... which, which is the part that I'm not good at, right? Like, which I'm, is... I'm like so like just like, oh, cool. We want we have this like I ask you like, hey, what could we do? And then you'll come up with an idea. And then I'll be like, okay, well, that's kind of – it would be fun to think about can I build this? Can I just code it and sure. make it work? And uh, and then you have to think about like, hey, how do we actually make this fun? How do we make it such that, you know, maybe there's some uh, – the gameplay's dynamic so it doesn't feel the same every time. How do you make it such that right. somebody can get – you know, the, the amount of complexity just kind of increases over time because you're like, okay, well, this basic mechanic that we have, it could be fun for 10 minutes. And then like, okay, what happens after minute 10? Right. It's like, okay, well, you got to start layering on more systems. you got to start layering on more – Variety, and, and as you start to do that, you increase complexity. Uh, and as that complexity grows, you realize how much you actually have to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's uh, that's that's an interesting uh, thing that just kind of develops out of this. It's like, yes, we could release a shit game, but I think we don't want to do that. Well, we don't want to do that. <clears throat> I do think that. I do think that if we wanted to release the game in like three months and we made a number of changes such that it was a bit more balanced a bit more fair and added a couple of the things we were talking about i bet you we could release it would it do great maybe 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 but, but, not. but, but it wouldn't be the game that we we would be proud of the game that yeah, we yeah. want to release yeah um, um and so that's where we are now right where you know we're, we're this is something where i feel like though in the last couple of weeks I've been spending less time on it, and as we talk about it, I'm feeling kind of bad about it. I'm like, shit, I should code today. I should, you know, I should. We should. Uh, oh, me to too. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaving today. I'm going, going back on the airplane, going back to Chicago, and uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll continue working on stuff or on the flight. And, um, and I, and I think we need to keep in mind and just keep this thing going uh, along with this podcast. And I think we can, you know, track some of our progress over this as we also talk about other games. Um, and uh, you know, maybe we'll find something that inspires us and keep keep going on this thing. Yeah, and I think you know, this is if you have, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have any interest in uh, learning how to build games, you know, like like we said, there's a lot of you know, Unity is. We didn't even mention Game Maker. Um, that I think Game Maker is free. Uh, Unity, there's, a, there's a free version. There's a free there. version. Right, where you can basically like compile just to like PC or to sure, PC sure. Windows. Um, Unity is free up to if you know it's free until you make a hundred thousand dollars. So if you make a hundred thousand dollars, great problem to have right. um, from your game. Then you can pay for it. Otherwise, you don't have to do anything. You just build stuff. Yeah, and if you so if you have an interest and you have access to the internet, uh, there's a plethora of resources available. A lot of these engines are free. Uh, YouTube is incredible. There's so much there. And and courses like this, you know, if you can spend ten dollars and get access to this course, it's t- I think it's totally worth it. Uh, just know that it's going to be a lot harder. Even as we talk about these things, 
I don't think you can really know how challenging it is until you do it yourself. Right. Um, Sometimes you think you're just going to get in and you're just going to build it. It's like, obviously, you, you press a button, you jump. It's, it's a very simple thing. Uh, and then it's like, well, okay, well, how does that jump feel? Okay, it doesn't feel right now. I have to layer on some complexity to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, or I have to tweak some settings or, you know, nothing. We talk about feel a lot. Um, getting something to feel right is, is difficult and uh, getting something to feel fun. You can make something interactive, but is it fun? Yeah. And that's a, it's a whole other thing. And that's another part of this whole process that we're going to have to figure out. You know, it's, it, learning the coding is just one thing. It's, it's, it's how do you, how do you design it? So it's, so it's actually fun and, um, that, you know, would meet our standard, which is difficult. Um, yeah. maybe one of these times we're actually going to do an episode reviewing our own game. Um, <laughs> you know, the way that we, we, it's and then I don't know if we get to the gripe segment and uh, <laughs> talk about a gripes of the whole game. Yeah. Um, but look, I, this is something that, you know, again, I never thought I'd be able to do and I'm kind of doing it. Am I, again, am I great at it? Nope. But nope. I'm learning and I'm, I, I got to start somewhere. I'm, yeah. You got to start somewhere and it's, it's getting better. And I think what we're building has a potential and can be really fun and so yeah i think uh you know if you have any interest in game development or thinking about how games are built as a player and especially if you're young and younger than us uh get started early yeah get started uh, early yeah, yeah don't yeah. wait until your mid-30s it's, yeah. it's not it's it can be done uh and it has been done by by other people but yeah it can um, be done and, and i wish i would have done it younger in my my life well, I think like we could have, but it probably have back then. It, like we didn't know about these things, right? We didn't right. know about gaming. I guess we things, could have learned. You know, we could have made flash games, you know, something. Like yeah, that, we could you know? have made flash games. Yeah, but, I don't know, maybe maybe the time is right for us. You know, yeah, that this is just this is this is our path. Uh, this is the time we decide to do it, decide to take it, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, so check it out. Check out, uh, look up Heart Beasts if you're interested in Game Maker, as well as Tom Francis who made Gunpoint. Um, you know, if you search Game Maker on Google, you'll find a, you'll you'll obviously get to YoYo Games who yeah. makes Game Maker. You can download it. They have built-in tutorials. You'll find a ton on the web. And then if you know, maybe that's where you start, or maybe you'll go straight to Unity. Look up Unity. There's a lot of amazing resources um, for for Unity. Also, I um, I live on the the subreddits when I was doing Game Maker. Um, you know, I'd go to the subreddit and I'd be, you know I'd, I'd have a question about how to do something, and people are incredibly helpful and want to help and want to help the community. And I can say the same thing about the Unity community. So you know, if you're interested in these things, get involved. Uh, get involved. You can get this stuff for free, um, and there's a big active community, and you can learn. Uh, so I think you know, again, if I can do it, I think anybody can. Uh, and so yeah, it's awesome. To, and, and, it, and even and even even if you don't continue with it, you'll uh, you'll become very humbled, and maybe you'll be less critical of the next game you play when you're like, "Oh, this is this this sucks." Um, <laughs> so basically, the next show that we do about a new, uh, some other game, I'm going to be like, "Well, the gripes aren't that bad. Maybe I shouldn't be such well, an asshole." <laughs> we, we 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 could quantify the gripes a little bit better, and I'll be like, well, you know why did they do certain things a certain way and it's like well well maybe this this maybe this aspect of it is very challenging to build yeah yeah, um, yeah. and so and so you know maybe we we can be a little bit more educated in how we talk about our gripes right yeah <clears throat> yeah so i think that covers it man yeah i think that's about it and uh so yeah if you like what you heard please Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Breaking Board or on Twitter at Breaking Board 83. So until next time, this has been, what is it? Breaking Board.